We are coming in hot. The podcast. Welcome to Coming In Hot. Thank you live from Airplay Beats for the intro music. We are recording live from Darling New Media Studios in Midtown Sack. All right, people. I got a power brother couple in the building. So check it out. I met these guys a long time ago. We were doing a Juneteenth festival back in 2015 down at Southside Park. They were so busy. I remember that line. And this is when I first started food trucking. And I didn't meet too many black folks when I first started. I thought it was just, you know, these gourmet food trucks, rap, everybody dealing with Sacto Mofo, everybody being part of, you know, these, these, you know, celebrity chef types. And then I go to this Juneteenth, uh, festival out of Southside Park. I saw these two brothers. The line is all the way down here. I didn't have no line at the time. Just to be, this to be truthful. <laughs> I was over here messing around. <laughs> I was I was dealing with smoked pork belly. I was dealing with burgers. These guys brought the rib truck and killed me at this festival. If you don't know who I'm talking about, we talking about the Burgess Brothers in the building. What is up, Jonathan? What is up, Matthew? Thank you for coming in hot. Oh, doggone it, Chef. I mean, that intro was incredible, man. And and uh, thank you, brother. I do remember that, though. I remember that. Came over scratching your head like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> what did I do wrong? <laughs> and what I did wrong is I wasn't blank- making no black folk food. I was over here trying to deal with gourmet food truck chefs. It wasn't going to happen at the Juneteenth. (laughs) They weren't going for the smoked pork belly at the Juneteenth festival. They weren't messing with me that day. Uh, we we put the smoke in the air, man. You put yes. the smoke in the air and there. Yes. Yes. And, you know, uh, one other thing, you guys, you could have roasted me that day. But you guys were so generous and so forthcoming with, you know, all the information that you guys had. Uh, anytime that, you know, we were at a festival or event together, you're always busy, but you always had time to, to come over to me, you know, you know, um, you know, prop me up, uh, always, you know, good things to say to me. Um, and I really want to thank you guys for just being that sounding board that I needed back then because it's hard, you know, uh, if you guys don't know, because these guys are so big right now, they started with the food truck. Well, did you start with the food truck or did you start with the barbecue restaurant or was it both at the same time? You know what, Cecil, hold up, man. One, thanks for that darn introduction because you got me hyped up. I mean, I'm coming in hot. I'm spicy today. I don't usually wear red. Okay, I didn't put on a red shirt. John thought I was going to a club or something. But now, hey, let's just take it back. Um, Now, seriously, see, so we started out, man, not even in a food truck, bro. Mm -hmm. We were like doing pop-ups out of a tent Nice, is how we originally started. And Mm -hmm. so we started out just, you know, doing these venues, the different festivals from a tent, you know, the screens, the walls, all Mm -hmm. that stuff, um, just to get teeth in the game. And then we went from, you know, that tent and the barbecue smoker to uh, John's great idea of brick and mortar. Mm. Well, hold on, Matt. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Since you came in hot, we're going to tell Cecil where it really started. It started on Good Day Sacramento with Ashley. Okay. And some other folks, we went out for a burger competition. Oh, you mean oh, when you lost the burger okay. battle? Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so he wore his gun belt. There we go again. Okay, he wore his gun belt. He intimidated people. But Ashley was the start of this. Ashley Williams, you know, she was the genius behind the Burgess Brothers. We had a Burgess Brothers burger battle. She called me. I still remember this day. May was burger month. And she said, John, we want to do a promo between a firefighter and a police officer, you guys come do a burger battle. Okay. We did that. And then literally after that, you know, we got so much knowledge out of it. We start doing like a pop-up and a tent on burgers. Burgers mm-hmm. Brothers Burgers. Okay. All right. And uh, from there we went, you know, we catered for a year, man. And then said, you know what? Let's open up this restaurant. 
We have a dog all day. And uh, it was burgers. Anybody can do a burger, but we were smoking them. I told you, what's the smoke in the air, right? And listen, that's a tip. So if somebody just watched this, you're going to do some smoked burgers. You got it from the Burgers Brothers. Now, look out, because we coming back. Smoking all right. right. We're coming back in full force. Okay. Hey, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. We ain't go. Well, that's, let's, guys. You, you started. We we don't need we we don't need the comeback story. We need to <laughs> we need to start. <laughs> we got start at the start. We got start in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. See, so, so that's what I was happen. trying to give you. I'm trying to give you the beginning. John <laughs> going all over the place, man. You should have just muted. Can't you just mute him? I can't I'm mute him. Right now. I can't, I can't right mute him from my end, brother. I'm hot. Okay, I'm hot right now, brother. He was coming in hot. Yes, he was. <laughs> All Let right. me take me a sip of this gold and cool down. All right. <laughs> he put it on mute. All so, right, Matthew, you're up. If I can just finish. So we went from, again, the pop-up tent to the restaurant. And then, of course, you know, it made sense, too. I got to give credit to our brother, Moby. I mean, if, if anybody from Sacramento remember Moby and the fish, right? Moby, mm-hmm. Moby's player plates, right? Yep. And Moby's was probably the first one in the game of food truck. I'm telling you, we learned so much game from him that, you know, we wouldn't have been able to be where we're at today if we weren't working in that truck, learning the tricks of the trade with him. I mean, and he was a genius far before his, far before his t- time, well before food trucks that really, really popular. He had one of the first one. What was that one called? It was called Mobies. Mobies, okay. Yep. Um, anybody from Sacramento knows that player's plate. Mm-hmm. And so And the sweet so, tea. And the sweet tea, dog. And sweet tea. Yeah, sweet tea. And so mo- really looking at it and we went to him and said, Look, we got this. He always pumped the thing. He's like, Man, you you need to do a food truck too. You can't have a restaurant without doing a food truck with it. Um, that was his motto, saying, you know, because you can pump so much out of it. And mm-hmm. so um Really, we took uh, a food truck that he had, um, retrofitted it, and made it into Birds Brothers. But mm-hmm. um, he, he afforded us that opportunity. And so now the food truck would hit different locations as well. We have the brick and mortar um, and just really hitting it from both angles where you know how it is. So, you know, you've done it, right? And so the food trucks can go other places that you can't get all the time and help with the marketing, the branding of a concept or product, just getting you out there. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for some, it's a great start. And that was a great go between, between the restaurant and then having the food truck. Um, And so really we looked at this and said, you know what, Uh, you know, you know, we're still in our professions. It was taking a lot. See, so it's a lot to run a restaurant and you know that, right. Um, And so you got two guys that had a, Really, we didn't have restaurant experience, and we learned rather quickly because you don't want to lose money. The margins mm-hmm. are really, really tight, mm-hmm. and if you don't learn quickly, you're going to be out of business. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what we did, because we have two brains that are better than one, I was always and continue to be the R&D specialist with all our products. Mm-hmm. John's always business uh, accoutrement, business strategy, looking at other opportunities. And so I was like, man – we in the restaurant, people keep on messing up this darn cornbread. I'm packaging it. <laughs> serious. So I would go in, see, so serious. I would go in and make up the mix. I want to buy the recipe. Mm-hmm. So I make Ziploc patches, Ziplocs of the mm-hmm. mix, mm-hmm. right? And write uh, one cup milk, one cup water, one cup oil. And they would still mess that up. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let me put this in an actual package. <laughs> you know, hopefully that they follow their instructions now. And so really what came from the restaurant is really, um, you know, bottling and packaging our products. And we like, well, the restaurant space is, it's hard. It is. Um, but also we wanted something more that you really didn't see. And really looking at how we move from being a restaurant to branded products and our own products and getting those into the hospitality retail space. Mm-hmm. But Matt, you can't forget, man, I mean, where this all started before there was cornbread mix, man, there was the barbecue sauce, bro. And so the reality is, is that you, you round found that recipe of the barbecue sauce. And quite frankly, if you didn't make it or I didn't make it, it just didn't taste like it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, one of the things that we had to do, see, so when Matt said, look, I'm tired of making this sauce. As a matter of fact, we were taking a really cheap sauce, no name on it, and adding to it. Mm-hmm. And Matt looked at the back of the label and said, man, I'm going to make our own. And he did it. 
And literally, it was like, man, okay, we got something. Yeah. And so we went ahead on, and, and that's the thing about even people wanting to get in the food game when it comes to everybody wants to package a product. Mm-hmm. Well, the only reason we got a co-packer to do our product is because we had the restaurant, and we said, look, we'll buy the 5,000 gallons or the mm-hmm. 2,500 gallons or the 500 gallons. That's minimum, right? Because mm-hmm. we're putting it on all our ribs and mm-hmm. our pulled pork and chicken. And then that became where people wanted to get your sauce from the store, you know, from, from the shop. Mm-hmm. And so – that's a whole nother game. And it put us up on some real game and, you know, um, we went full circle, but we, we couldn't do both run a restaurant and then take this brand Burgess brothers and make it a household name too. I mean, it's almost really hard to do both. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we got to the point of the restaurant still on the public safety profession because, you know, that is, that has been a, a benefit and fortunate for us to have that, but to show, Hey, this is what we look outside the fire department and law enforcement. There are other things that you can do. So many people get stuck and they just see you in that food. Mm-hmm. And so that was a good foundation for us. You know, the benefits are constant, consistent. But when Matt tells you literally, you know, they're, they're 24 hours in a day. Matt's got something in what he says about, you know, your hours and how you account for them. But literally, I mean, it's what you do in that 24 hours, you know, to get you where you are today. You know all about it. You know, I mean, I, Listen, we're all out there in the food truck game. I see you doing what you're doing. I'm proud of you. And Thank so you. now we're in a position to where we took the food product, learned a lot by the school of hard knocks, man. I can't tell you, people talk about all the successes. You look at us, you say the first brothers, we're in the back of buses, we're doing this. Success, no, man, there's a whole bunch of failures in there. Mm-hmm. If I could tell you how much money, and it's hard. So my thing is now, even like we're putting you up a game, if I can share something with you, so that you don't make the same mistakes that I made and you benefit, man, that's how it's supposed to be. But if I told you how much money we lost, <laughs> just trying to get a sauce on the market, yeah, or doing road shows, mm-hmm. or oh, I got the best sauce, whatever else, I tell people now, you want to do a sauce here, I'm going to put you up, and this is how it needs to go. So if you look at us now, you know, we're selling sauce on the gallons. We'll mm-hmm. go back in the grocery store when the grocery store is saying, I want you. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say by the pallets, brother. Well, gallons, pallets, they add up, Matt. Gallons and pallets, same thing, right? So, 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 see, so that's the whole thing. You know, how do we benefit the hospitality realm, like, you know, where you're working at? And so people say, find your niche. Well, unfortunately, sometimes we, as African-American people, black people, have to do things the unconventional way. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as local, hyper-local, local, regional, national. Mm-hmm. You're looking at two brothers that went local, rejected local. All right, we're going to Texas. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to Nevada. Okay, we're going to Harvard. Now we're going to New York, right? Now the product, national brand. Mm-hmm. National. Yeah. And, and yeah. going any, so when people say that you can't, well, there things happen differently for different people. And you know, like I know we do things sometimes unorthodox, but that, that resiliency from the ancestors Yes. It's just in the blood, right? Yes. It's resiliency. And so it's like most people, I'm going to tell you, we know some good people that then gave up in this game already. Mm-hmm. Most people would have already given up. Yes. You're looking at two brothers that ain't. And look, we're not even at the tip of the iceberg. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to doing some good stuff with you, man. Yeah. Um, when we bring this all together, when you see what we're unfolding and the relationships that we've been able to kind of, uh, formulate, and I like to say partnerships. I'm not into sponsorship because you just pay to be sponsored. Partners are mutually beneficial, and both parties win, and those relationships last forever. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about um, you know the big business that uh, you're talking about because I'm I'm sure we ran into the same problem at the you know at the new arena, but we'll get, we'll get to that in a second. Um, Let's go back to you bottling because I I remember walking through the aisles of Rayleigh's and looking over and seeing Burgess Brothers, boom, right there, barbecue aisle, uh, barbecue sauce aisle. So how did that come about? Like, you know, for, for somebody like me that, you know, I haven't really looked into retail, but you know, a lot of people ask for my shakes, you know, for the hot chicken and things like that. And I know there's people out there listening. Um, how, how did you go about that? We don't have to go really elaborate on it, but you know, you said road shows, you said, um, you know, different festivals in the tent. Like what was the process of you, 
you know, get into the Rayleigh's and um, other supermarkets in Sacramento and beyond? Like, what what does that look like? Well, I'm going to tell you, here's a, here's a process, because like I said earlier, we had a lot of failures, right? So I'm going to just give you the process of what it is. Build your brand, mm-hmm. right? So you build the brand of, whether it's, you know, Nashville proper, and you've got the following. That's what Rayleigh's is going to want. How many are you selling? How many people know about you? That is truly the, the process. Obviously, when you get into the details of the process, you've got to have a co-packer. Mm-hmm. That's actually going to ball it for your UPCs, you know, the insurance requirements, those are all just standard things in business that you have to have. But the biggest thing is, is that once you get to that shelf, you don't stay on the shelf unless people are buying it. So I tell people this, build your brand. So yes, when they go yes. in the store, they're looking for you. And one of the things that we had when we went in the store, people couldn't find us. They got tired of looking. I got tired of looking for my own sauce once because there's so many sauces. <laughs> I mean, that's, just, that's the reality of it. Yeah. And so if you haven't really done a good job with that brand, people are just like, they're going to go back to what they've been buying. Mm-hmm. Well, let me just get, you know, let me just get the lorries because I can't find Nash proper. Yeah. You know, um, so build your brand is what I tell people. One, 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 just to just to add on to that, see, so one thing that I would say too, you know, even that's even more so before when we first hit the market, that's, that's at everybody's fingertips is social media. Mm-hmm. Bro, I mean, if you can build, start building that and sell it in your own platform, um, and so there's all these algorithms and play, pay for clicks and all those things that you can do to really be successful in, in building your own brand within, you know, whether it's Shopify or, you know, what's the other one, XD or what is it called? S, I don't know, use it, but it's, it's a smaller platform. And then you have Amazon, mm-hmm. right? So again, you have these different platforms that will all go into play, which is building your brand. And if you want to move into retail still, you can do that, but you, at least you have numbers that support it. And that show. So the buyer on the other end can look at that and say, oh, wow, okay. The other part that it helps you out with is you're not boxed in. Mm-hmm. So if retail falls, you still got e-commerce, right? Okay. And it's moving for where you want it to move to. And so the, the great thing about e-commerce is you can touch so many different people in so many different states. Right. And, and, just, and, the, last, and the last thing that I'll do, because I do like to give nuggets, and this is about giving back and showing people, right? So I would say this too, and this is what was one of the failures in this where we learned. A lot of times people go from farmer's markets into the grocery stores and just know that there's not a lot of money. You got to be selling pallets and truckloads to really make money when you get into balling either a spice or a sauce or, or something like that's going in the stores. Mm-hmm. So just know your pricing, you know, that margin, you know, when I talk margin, grocery stores want to make a minimum of 18% and the upwards, if you can go 30% or more, you're better. So you got to do your pricing, your numbers in reverse. Mm-hmm. You might be selling a product, at, at a farmer's market for $5 a bottle. Well, that's good, but it's not, you're not going to sell that to the wholesaler or the distributor at $5 a bottle. And if you do, then it's going to go on the shelf at $7 and ain't nobody going to buy $7 unless you're branched on them. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that happened to us is that I didn't know those numbers beforehand, didn't recognize the gain. And so I went in to my distributor too high because we were just, we were delivering, direct store delivery, DSD. So that's almost from your trunk to the store. Mm-hmm. And then you go into distribution. Well, your numbers have got to fall because that distributor's got employees that they want to pay, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got to say, okay, well, I got to make it up in volume. Well, just know as a small guy, they're not going to buy a truckload of your product. They might bring in you in half a pallet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and then what your minimum is you got to order full pallet. So now you're sitting on this and you got warehouse space and all the other things, but that's a whole nother topic, but I want to at least give people, you know, the business component of it. So it's not just so easy. I got the sauce and I want to take it to the market and go to the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot in there. And you know, those are some classes that we can do another time, but just, to get it, uh, just of it. Yeah. That, that'd be a whole nother hour here. Yeah. Um, we could talk about this stuff for, for hours and hours and hours. I love this kind of talk. Um, but all right. So we started with the sauce. Um, you had the links, right? You got beer. Oh, is that what you guys are sipping on? Golden ale. All right, all right. Golden, yeah, you know. <laughs> you guys, you you guys need to start, you know, dropping off cases, you know, because people do have restaurants that sell beer. So we got it. We got to get, you know, we got to get some of that in there. Don't worry about it. I'll pay you, you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. We got you. I yeah. got you. Yeah. Always holler at me. Um, okay. Sure. Waffle. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's hot. That's that's, uh, that's hot. We coming in hot with the chur waffle. So we got a churro. We got a waffle made of baby. Are you guys back there making pot of shoe dough? How are we? How, you don't have to give the whole recipe, but look, were look. you drinking? How many of these Burgess Brothers beers did you drink before the chur waffle came? Came let's, into the place. <laughs> Matthew had to man. take a sip. <laughs> listen, man, I'm gonna let Matt take his that's his show, but I'm gonna do this for the introduction of the chur, of the chur waffle. All right. It's grandma Rosetta's cornbread meat. Okay. Cornbread mix. Okay. It's a churro churro and you make a waffle and you get the chur waffle. Okay. I'll let Matt take it from there. Okay. okay. Man, look, the chur waffle again, that was the pride and joy. But it's funny because we birthed that. I mean, you can see behind me. I don't know if you can, but there's a chur waffle maker. Mm-hmm. But the birth of that came from really, um, I took the family out to a Mexican restaurant. They ordered churro, churros. Mm-hmm. And they put ice cream on it. It got soggy. Well, at this point, we had already appeared in guys' grocery games. We were already doing the stuff. We knew that a product made a waffle. Grandma's cornbread mix made a waffle. And so I went home. I'm like, man. Let me dust this darn waffle in cinnamon and sugar. And that's what I did. Okay. I dusted in cinnamon and sugar. And then funny enough, see, so is that this is the power of social media. I put it out. I think I did a live or something several years back. It popped up where I asked people, I'm like, what do we call this? Because it's a waffle, but it's cornbread. It's dusted in cinnamon and sugar. What do we call it? I put that out just to our fan base. Mm-hmm. And they start going crazy over the different names. And someone said, you're awful. No, man, not someone. Cecilia Cager said, you're awful. Okay, well, I can't remember who Give said "churro waffle." Okay, um, <laughs> someone said "churro waffle." Someone else said "churro waffle." Um, I think it was Angie, uh, a coworker of mine. And then um, I took the churro and the waffle and moved the letter around. Basically, took out the R and O and said "churro waffle." There we go. And so sometimes that was it's the that easy. <laughs> sometimes it's that easy, right? But but here's a kicker on this, right? See, okay. so and this is the deal where it comes into really branding and protection or brand brand protection, brand identity. Um, I did research and found out that Chur Waffle was not trademarked. Churro was trademarked. Mm. Churro was uh, churro. You cannot trademark. I mean, because it's a generic Spanish name for a donut. Yes. Your waffle was wide open. And so it was funny because we sat down with a gentleman. He's like, man, you got something on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Mr. Pops. He's like, man, Pops. you guys really got something with that, man. You should really consider trademarking it. And you know how it is when you're busy working. The oh, man, I'm like, really? I got to do that. I don't want to do that. Why don't you? He's like, no, Matt, this is, that's valuable. You need to trademark it. Mm-hmm. And so I took Mr. Pops idea, Steve. I'm like, I took, I took his, his, his advice, went in and early on, I did all our trademarks. For Burns Brothers, it's a all our stuff. Now we have attorneys that do it. But I went in and did it myself. Oh, and wow. I secured the name. So when they gave me the name Chihuahua, which covered waffles, game it's over. X. It's game over. We just game created over. a new brand, a whole new brand. Hello, you see the phone? Little pop socket <laughs> in the back of the phone? Chihuahua, okay? Now, where are your shoes at? I'm just no, I didn't put on chihuahua shoes, bro. I just, I can't, that's too much, bro. That's too much overkill. And so the chihuahua really gives me delight because we created this waffle that was a cornbread waffle, and then it gave birth to the chihuahua maker, mm. right? Because again, R and D, I'm thinking, okay, how can we make this just unique? And then we take this little chihuahua and we make it, and it's the perfect size and dust and cinnamon sugar, and it's like, oh my gosh, bang bang. Yeah. Niner game. Bang, bang. Niner game. <laughs> Hello. I like that. So, so where, said, where, are you, where are you making these these waffle makers, these tur waffle makers at? Overseas or you you in the uh, United States? Where are you, getting, where are you uh, manufacturing yeah. those? Yeah, no, no. See, so all our tur waffle makers and the mini waffle makers are all overseas. You know, okay. as, as you know, just cost effective. Of course. It costs a, a fortune to have it done here. You know, mm-hmm. unfortunately – you know, the States was never set up for manufacturing in that deal. And, you know, maybe in some time in the future it will be, but you know, it's only going to be as good as what somebody's willing to pay. Yes. And, uh, you know, overseas, they've, that's what they've done. They've done it well. And we're dependent on them to some level degree. As long as they put out an incredible product, um, we own it, put our name on it. We're all behind it and we'll keep the money rolling. Yeah. 
I mean, the big part about that, CISO, is too, is understanding overseas and having those relationships. And so, again, it's not just going with anyone overseas. I mean, the, our, our, you know, the production line that puts out our product, they do 90% of every appliance that's in the U.S., so you talk about look at every look at back at every appliance and it says made in China. That's probably one of our manufacturers. But again, they protect that. We don't just give it out there. Um, and so it is something that we can put our name on. We stand behind it. There's warranties on the on the units that we um, bring in. We we again we do our designing. Um, I do most of the designing of our products. Mm-hmm. Send it to our sourcing team. Um, they then. Uh, take our specs specifications uh, send us our samples after we get it we have a working prototype which again uh, I will test for at least six months before we put it into uh, production here so nice um, but I, I did say bang bang niner gang about the chihuahua because I, I thought John was going to segment into the the chihuahuas in Levi Stadium Come on, buddy. We ride with the Niners because you know, the Niners is good in the Pioneers and the Gold Rush. You know, <laughs> blues, what I, you know, I mean, I got red on right now and we hot. Don't get it wrong. So, bang, bang, Niner game. I and mean, we did the Chihuahua. We did an incredible presentation to uh, Nick Wolf and the hospitality team down there. And uh, they love the Chihuahua. Nick actually said it reminded him of his grandmother's Polenta. Because, mm. man, the genius like you, you know how you chefs get together, man, right? You do stuff, right? We create it, bro. We create. That's what we do. We go in and create stuff. Okay, well, we on a time limit, bro. So let me finish. So, so, so you know how y'all do, uh, Cecil. He took the dog on um, cornbread, little mini waffle on a demo. Okay. He took some, uh, some marinara sauce and then Parmesan cheese, and he dusted it in Parmesan cheese, then put marinara on the top of it. It was garlic Parmesan, brother. Garlic Parmesan. Okay. That sounds delicious. Garlic Parmesan. So now you got it. And then when, when they played the dog on um, cheese heads, Green Bay, we took the same thing with that garlic Parmesan and the waffles. And put Italian chicken sausage. People lost their mind. Ooh. So it was bang bang niner game. It was for real. That sounds delicious. That sounds amazing. All right, um, I'm gonna segue because I want to. I want to go um, over this with you because, like, like I said, you know, a few minutes ago, like, I got a good feeling that you guys ran into the same thing, and I'm just gonna call them out: the Golden One Arena. G1C, baby, G1C. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to tell you my story. If you got a similar story, that's that's good. So uh, we're supposed to open uh, National Proper downtown uh, last year in April. Uh, April 2020, we're going to open up. So me being the businessman that I am, hey, there's a huge arena right down the street. Let me have a meeting with them. Go to them. Like, hey, this is what we're about. We did the calling all dreamers or the winners. Um, just wanted to come down here and, you know, kind of collab because that's what we do. We collab. We like, all right, cool. You on the same block. Let's collab together. I go up there, have this meeting, young dude. And he straight up, you know, he was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, what's your budget looking like? And I'm like, what do you mean my budget? Like, are, are we collabing? Like, this is our budget, right? And so I, I'm sitting there, I'm talking to him and he's like, okay, let me uh, break this down for you. And he gives me this sheet of paper like this. And he was like, all right, so we could do this three month deal with you for $30,000. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh- no, I got to give them 30,000 and then I got to license my, chicken sandwich to them and then maybe get two, 3% out of it. Wow. Um, Cecil, that, that, that my friend, you talking to the wrong people. See, the, Matthew and I have learned you go straight to the top. You go straight to the top. Okay. okay? So when, when you, when you have understanding that when you have the, the, the middle people and the lower level people, there are systems that are put in place and that's a game called pay to play. Mm-hmm. It just is. And so, you know, there's some, you know, a lot of what business works like, a lot of businesses work like that. You got to pay to play. Um, and so there's a cost to get in and you look at it as a, as a marketing expense because I'm just building my brand. I mean, I can tell you some stories about HSN where people think, oh, you're making millions because you're on HSN. No, it's actually marketing. 
I actually lost money because I had to pay for my airfare. And by the time it's all made up. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's not uncommon. It's uh, that was not our experience. And, and we didn't sit with that middle guy. Um, you know, I don't like to drop names, but we went straight to the top if, if that helps. And so it'll be a di- very different look. And, and the conversation that we had was this um, gentlemen, we love the Sacramento Kings. We love our city. Um, but let's just be honest and call it what it is. I, I believe that the, the organization within the Sacramento Kings is diverse and inclusive. And I believe that, you know, when you fly at the level of a hundred thousand square feet, you, you believe that everybody below you is doing what the organization has set out to do, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So when I look around this arena, I see no African-American representation in here, but when I look on the court, I see 80%. Yes. How's that fair? And what are we going to do about it? So I can tell you that um, the players at the top, the individuals at the top of that at Kings organization are making some change. And so I, what I would say is, you know, not here, but we round table, have a conversation and let's put our heads together and figure out how that looks and what we do. And that's where collaboration comes in. But I can, I can assure you that the Burgess brothers are already in conversations to make sure that we have representation. And if you know about us, like you said, it's not just about the brothers. Mm-hmm. This is about everybody else. So, I mean, I could give a dog on, look, you can go in there with my product and be good, you know, but we're going to roll something out so that we are inclusive and diverse. You know, I, I asked you, Cecil, how many times you've been down at that Golden One Bridge cooking? Oh, all, all the time, man. I, I I I do the after hours though. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, wait. Time, time, time the hell out right now. Yeah. Hold on. I'm talking about the Tower Bridge Farm to Fork dinner. I do the after party. Okay, I don't stop. do. I'm not talking about after. We're not coming. Look, we done being back door. Okay. <laughs> we don't. We ain't trying to do the after hours. Yeah. Okay. What I want to see, I want to see representation on that bridge. Okay. Yeah, they That's just had all female about. chef crew last year Brother? or the year. Yeah, I, I know. On. Go ahead. Let's Uh-oh. put some salt and pepper in there. You know, let's do some, you know, black, indigenous, people of color chefs show up with everybody else and make this bridge inclusive. That is the goal as we move forward. That's the goal of the Burgess Brothers is that when we talk about farm to fork, I think Matt said it's best. Who's farm and who's fork? Mm-hmm. Who's farm and who's fork? We don't have farms anymore. There's a maybe a couple, and who's eating on the end of that fork? We we eat at the end of those forks, but guess what? Just need to be in pantries. Yes. Your uh, your your uh, your spice need to be in pantries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you come out with a slaw mix, that needs to be in pantries. Mm-hmm. So when we talk to Rayleigh's five one five nugget and all these other places sam's club okay let's look at this supply market and see how many let's just call it out black indigenous people of color suppliers that are in your network because i can tell you how many are doing business for sacramento unified school districts or university of davis hospital Mm. or you know i mean the list goes on costco Mm -hmm. you know listen okay we, we get it but we're here and we've been ready Yes. Now we're ready more than ever. And unfortunately, it took a tragic event that we all had to witness for people to wake up and say, oh, well, there you are. You know, we've been here for a couple four hundred years. Yes. We've been cooking some of the best products on the market since we've been here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you talk about African-American food, well, I told a guy the other night, we can do Italian. We can do Hispanic. We can do Japanese and Chinese. Mm-hmm. There ain't nothing that we can. And we can do soul food. Where else do you get that talent? And I'm hot right now. I'm not even a chef, but I'm hot right now. Where else can you get that talent? See, so you can break, you can beat some breaks off somebody making an Italian lasagna. I can. Matt can make a, a shrimp fried rice that make you think that, you know, he was somebody else. Yep. Where else do you get that type of talent? You're looking at it, man. Yes, so there, are, yeah, we hot today. I'm glad we're talking about because I'm hot right now. Yeah, we're coming in. Hot. I love it. Hey, look, it's, it's a new day, Cecil. I'm telling you. I mean, this equity piece is, is uh, it's important to me. I'm passionate about it. But, you know, what brings that passion is understanding and not only knowing American history, but knowing black history. And so that's a history they don't really teach. And once you're able to couple both of those together and understand your history, your position to make the change that's needed to be made, right, and also educate those that don't know. And this is California. Mm-hmm. So we're in the right place. We got the right people at the right time. Yes. And it's about the right people coming together to really make those changes and to collaborate. I mean, and Hey, 
I don't mind. Let us be in the forefront because we understand so much and we'll lead that way. But it's not just about the Burgess brothers. Like Jonathan said, it's never been just about the Burgess brothers, right? I'm looking, we're looking to knock down barriers for others that look like us that have been left out of this opportunity will. And that's all we're ever asking for. We're not looking for a handout. We just want the opportunity. Yeah. And that's what I always ask for. And um, just to back you up on that, there's never been a time that I've ever reached out to you or ran into one of you, you know, at a, at a event. I already said this before you guys always showed love, always had my back and I, I really appreciate it. Um, let's uh, what, what are the new uh, ventures on the horizon for the Burgess brothers? Cause I know you guys always got, you know, you are, you always doing your thing, but you always got something back here going on. So let's go ahead. New, uh, big new adventure, uh, ventures on the horizon. What do we got going on? Matt, you want me to drop it or you want to? John, you can drop it, bro. Go ahead, bro. Okay. 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 So here, here's the biggest, here's the biggest new adventure that we got going on. Um, Aramark, uh, one of the biggest hospitality companies, you know, in the United States, uh, we signed a partnership deal with them to go into Sac State. Oh, nice. Um, so we will put a Burgess Brothers concept on Sac State campus um, in the market square, but also in concessions. And we are looking at expanding that concept and brand throughout Airmark other locations. You know, as you know, they've got a number of Los Rios colleges in the region. Um, they do things from ASU to Purdue to uh, Alabama, Ole Miss. And so, you know, the Oakland A's, San Jose Sharks. Uh, we just had dinner with their executive team. They flew in the transition team and uh, talked about all the venues and, and the things that we want to do. And what I really liked about them is this, is that they're open to what, what it is that Matthew and I are doing. And that's bringing in CISO like people like yourselves or products that we put in. You know, one of the things that we decided is, you know, there's a Bill's hot sauce. We've got one of the best peach flavors, hot sauce. It's on our menu. And you know how it goes when it's menued, right? Once it becomes a menu, you got to buy it. And so now that goes into uh, distribution. But the other thing that I'd say, Airmark is a big deal. But, uh, you know, uh, well, we just, yeah, listen, Levy, they just ordered a couple pallets of hot links. So, you know, our hot link sausage is going to Texas right now. Nice. In a ballpark. Um, Universal Studios Hollywood is uh, using the cornbread mix. And then we got Knoxbury Farms that just actually made the hot link. They put it in two locations, ordered 200 cases just recently, and they're not even all the way open. So, you know, as we look to expand, you know, I'll let Matt talk about what's that store with, with Levi reopening um, with the Chihuahua concept. And so, I mean, there's just so much. It's like, where do we stop or where do we go? But, you know, really, I would say this. It's I, I say this earlier, see, so it's about partnerships. You know, this whole collaboration with the Rufus Gold, right? Mm-hmm. Um, New Avisha Brewery, David Go went to school with him. Great guy. Um, Dave gets to manufacture this incredible beer. And, yes, Golden One Center, it'll go in. It's a goal. It's going to do. Um, and a host of other places. But I'll leave you on this. Matt talked about history, and I'm going to let him talk about it. So what's really big and near to our heart, our heart and next is knowing that our great-great-grandfather came over here to California in 1849. He was one of the original pioneer trailblazers, mm-hmm. um, the only African-American listed in the town of Coloma. And when we, when I looked and peeled back, we looked and peeled back his history. So what, what has never been told we're going to share that with the world. And so really we formed a nonprofit. It's called the African American Gold Rush Museum. Um, we will look at feasibility studies, partner with collaborative partners and put a museum in downtown Sacramento um, talking about this inclusive history that not only included African Americans, but native Americans and the incredible white allies that we would have never done this without mm-hmm. to show what this unity is supposed to be. And of course, on the side of that, we got to do a house of Burgesses, right? <laughs> house of Burgesses, you know? And so, you know, and now I'm looking at CISO. Really, when I talk about food, house of Burgess means you, what type of food do you have? What I just named off earlier, what do you want? <laughs> we can do it all. <laughs> so that's what we got, man. I love it. <laughs> what, what you got, man? You know, um, I mean, I don't know what else I have to that other than, you know, one of the biggest newest things to that. And I, I talked about equity a little bit, see, so is that I'm in this assessment, 
right? And the um, re- really looking at the food assessment in Sacramento County alone, based on the challenges that you face and others have faced, right? Really looking at that and peeling back the onion and saying, okay, for all these entities that come to Sacramento, our region, just our county, you got to carve out space for us mm-hmm. because we belong. Um, no difference. In, and again, we have to start holding them accountable. I mean, when you have the city of Sacramento that signs a 20-year contract with Centerplate, Centerplate Hospitality for Convention Center, okay, how many black suppliers are you using or BIPOC suppliers are you using in that? And if the answer is zero, then we need to change it and Mm -hmm. correct it because we didn't have those opportunities. Again, with all this talent, why did you have to go to Centerplate? Why can't we take a collective like Cecil, Burgess, what have you? There's so much talent here Mm -hmm. that we could handle that. Yeah. Could have scaled jobs for the region, could have helped promote our businesses as well, but no. And so if they're going to operate that way, no difference in Aggie Square. If they're talking about all these hundreds of millions of dollars they're pumping into and the markets that they're bringing in, okay, well, that's fine. But I think we as a people have to start holding them accountable. Otherwise, we continue to be left out. Mm-hmm. Um, if Sacramento talks about being as diverse as they are and as inclusive as they are, then let's make them and hold them accountable for that. You can't say that, oh, we're inclusive, we're diverse, but then you bring the solution conglomerates in that cuts us out. The only thing they source from is Cisco, who doesn't want suppliers like us in their system. Yes. It doesn't work for us. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Woo. That's Woo. hot. That's hot, Cecil. That's hot. Woo. Burgess Brothers came to play today. Speaking of playing, you ready to play some games? Let's go. What you got? What you got? Top five. Now, these, I know you guys have flown all around the world. So, this is, <laughs> you guys got to get in a little bit of trouble on this one. I need um, the top five barbecue spots anywhere in the world, dead or alive. I need Matthew and Jonathan Burgess top five barbecue spots. We got to go to Texas. I'm just telling you, John, you want to yeah, give it to him in Texas? You got to go to Texas, man. Um, so let's see. Uh, well, there's Salt Lake in Texas. Yes. Is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, what's the one that's in Houston and the gas station? Uh, it looks like a, uh, I can't oh. think of the name right now. But, oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah, so it's a gas station. They're in a gas station. They're in a, uh, almost look like the Shell station. I can't think of their name, but I know they're bomb, though. Yes. I can't think of the name. Oh man, you had a heart aches too, but I, I think West Ham is much better than heart aches. Salt Lake was. And then Did you say heart eight? Heart aches, John. They're known in Texas. They are, you know, they I don't know why you shots. playing around with heart eight, man. Hey, you know, hey, hey, hey. I ain't been to Gates, but I heard all, I got to put Gates on the map. I ain't been there, but I heard about him. I'm yeah. just put him out there. Gates. Yeah. I mean, now that the travel ban is lifted, look, I'm going to be out, you know, I'm gonna be out. <laughs> but you got to go to Texas, um, Salt Lake. And then what's that one? John, he's in the, he is in the gas station. I can't call the name. We've been there multiple times. I can't think of the name right now. Okay. We can just say the gas station barbecue. Yeah. It's, it's a little hole in one, but it's gas station barbecue. It's Bob. <laughs> All right. Was that five? Did you guys do five? Oh, that was three, man. That was three. You know, that was only three, Matt. What oh, else? Burgess Brothers, man. Shoot. No, well, you got to. I mean, come on, man. Burgess, <laughs> he said top five. I mean, we got to. We going to be in there? Hell yeah. yeah let me smoke go. a brisket. We in there? Shoot. We got high links, everything else, man. What other places got their own brand? You yeah. know, all right. We up in there. Shoot. Okay. Yeah, I, I know it's about the Burgess Brothers. All right, we put the Burgess Brothers in there. So that's that. Well, Matt, you want to give somebody else props in sack, though? I mean, he's doing all right over there. We don't give Rob no props, man. I mean, Rob is, is doing the Donald thing. I mean, they didn't put our cornbread mix in, but, you know, <laughs> or the saw. I mean, we can help him on the sauce, but, I mean, you got to give Rob props, man. Oh, Archie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Urban Roots. Urban Roots, they cool. They cool. They, they is. Right. I mean, if, if, if I had to go to a place in Sacramento, look, yeah. I mean, just don't – the sauce – Mm-mm. But you, a lot of times you don't need sauce in the barbecue, right? So you, you're bringing the Burgess Brothers sauce to Urban Roots. Is, are we saying that right now? I'm just on, saying, you know, come, just are we coming in hot with the Burgess Brothers coming in with like an old black grandma with the sauce in their pocket? And a mop. And a mop. <laughs> a mop brush. Uh. Hey. <laughs> hey, this has been fantastic. Um, 
we got to head out pretty soon here, but this is our final piece of the puzzle. We are going to come in hot. So I want one from each of you, and we can't go all over the place with this. Keep it, keep it a couple minutes each one of you. I love talking to you guys, and we're going to have a lot to talk about after this because I need to pick your two brains. It's okay. been a while. Okay. We've all been busy. And right. I'm just glad. Hey, I'm just going to say this right now. I'm glad that we're here because when I met you guys back in 2015, you guys were just starting out like maybe a couple years in the game. I was just starting out, and this is a wonderful thing that we could be sitting here talking five, six years later. You guys then took over the whole goddamn world. <laughs> I'm trying to take over uh, Sacramento, just 10th Street and Elk Grove right now. But I'm telling you, two brains I need to pick. But we're going to get back on topic. Jonathan, you're going first. Come in hot. What you got? Anything you want to talk about, man? He ain't ready. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I'm, I'm like, shit. What I, okay, here, here what I wanna, here's what I want to talk about, and I'm, and I'm coming in hot. University of Davis, California is in, in Oak Park, okay? All the black people that got pushed out of the gold country and originally before the freeways were cut in were living in Oak Park. I want to ask, and I'm, Santana, I'm calling you out right now. Santana, Chef Santana Diaz, I'm coming in hot. He just got promoted. He just got promoted. Now now he's over culinary innovation. So I want to see some diversity over there at University of Davis using some BIPOC suppliers in their supply chain. Don't tell me you can't. Figure out how you do it. Because you're living over there. People are coming over there. And then you look at who you're treating over there. Mm. Okay. That's all I got to say. Tell me how we make this happen. Because I'll tell you what. We've been doing this. We, we met over there three years ago and looked at everybody at the top of the table. And nobody looked like me or you on that mm-hmm. panel. Okay. And uh, there weren't any women on the panel either, except for the director. Of, well, except for the director of the school district. But again, there was not any diversity when I say, and when I say diversity, I'm looking for black indigenous people of color. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Santana, well, he counts, but um, when we look at the supply chain, that didn't really count. Is my two minutes up? I mean, I could go in deeper on this one. I don't want to go into no real life stories about, you know, why I can't and this don't work and whatever else. But there are no more excuses. We ain't going nowhere. We right here. Right here. We ain't going to damn place. Nowhere. Matthew. Is, is it my turn? Is it my turn? Matthew, Look, I'm it's Look, time I'm to com- come in hot, Matthew. Hey, I, I see you over there squirming. You over there squirming you in your seat. <laughs> you already know I'm coming in hot, bro. Okay, Get it. Look, I'm going to tell you, you know, for being in Sacramento all 47 years of my life, I patronized Sacramento City Unified School District. Not only did I go through there, all my siblings went through there, my father went through there, my kids went through there. And during this pandemic, to find out that you didn't service not one black supplier is a problem. So what I'm challenging, no, I'm not even challenging. I'm telling you there's a problem and I'm opening this up for the communities to know you ain't servicing all those black kids that go there. Okay. And you don't have one black supplier. So during this whole pandemic, not one black supplier benefited from the food that you brought in to feed our kids. Mm. You got to change it. And don't tell me about the cost and money and all this other stuff. But the cost is higher. We live in California. You got taxpayers' money for all these other provisions. Guess what? Then bring the cost down for suppliers that look like me, Cecil, and Jonathan, Mm -hmm. and much more. So we're not accepting the fact that, oh, this is just the way it is, or this is cheaper. No, that's that's not it. If I can have my product in Elk Grove Unified, Natomas Unified, Sacramento, what's the problem? So I'm calling out Sacramento as a city. We're going to peel back the onion and we're going to get to business. But I'm calling it out publicly so that people know we're tired of playing. We're not asking anymore. We're telling you, hey, this is what we want. This is what equity looks like. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like me, maybe some other people need to be seated at those tables and maybe our elected officials we need to take a second look at and see do we have the right people in office. I don't know. Ooh. Sound like somebody's gonna be running for office soon. 
put it out. I'm just saying. You, I mean, you put it out there, bro. I'm just saying. You know, you, if, if you're gonna call it out, you gotta be willing to change it. Hey, it, we we got we got an announcement here. You know, it's not me. <laughs> oh, I, I think you know. I'm just saying. If you gonna you know, if you gonna call it out, we gotta be willing to change it. I mean, I, I can tell you that I, I'm destined for something. Okay. Something more later, but you know, when okay. Matt, Matt brings up a good point, you know, the elected officials, and that's from the county board of supervisors to the city council um, to you know state assembly and senate. I mean, we got to look and see what people are doing when this legislation is passing that actually you know make it farm to fork. Because I go back to whose farm, whose fork. Well, we don't own the farms anymore. And when you hear about the Burgess family that's going to roll out shortly, and it's going to spell out how these farms were just taken and reallocated to folks. Yes. So whose farm, whose fork? Well, we got products, no farms, but we can put them on the end of your fork. Definitely. Definitely. All right, guys, we got to get up out of here. Please plug everything that you need to plug right now. Your business name, your website, your socials. Please plug it right now for everybody to hear. Go ahead. Yeah, just go ahead and follow us on Instagram, IG, at the Burgess Brothers. You can also follow at Burgess Brothers Barbecue, and you can also follow at the at your waffle. Okay, so we have all three of those lined up. Our 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 web page is www.burgessbrothers.com. Make sure you look us up. And if you want to go to a number one seller, number one new release on Amazon, go and check out our mini waffle iron. It's a mini Belgian waffle iron by the Burgess Brothers. That's on Amazon. Still the number one release for five straight weeks in a row. Um, you can also check out the Chihuahua that's still sitting in the top 20 of number one sellers on Amazon. Yeah. So, yes, yeah. yes, we can do this. That's excellent. I'm going to just say, look for Big Bertha getting painted up, dialed in. She'll be over at Sac State. So when we come out of COVID and reopen for a big event, y'all come out and enjoy some barbecue. The old school way how we do it. Hey, See, so I'm going to have you out too, baby. Oh, yeah, of course. You know I'll be there. I'm, I'm there for anything you guys need. Thank you, Burgess Brothers, for coming through to coming in hot. Thank you for the hottest. This is hot. I want to take off my shirt after these cameras is off. I'll tell you that much. It's hot in here. Uh-huh. All right, guys. I will see you next time for coming in hot. This is Chef Cease. Uh, follow me. At Chef Cease, at Nash and Proper, at Coming In Hot, all on IG, all my social, www.nashandproper.com. I'll see you next week, uh, Sacramento. Love you. Peace. <laughs>